I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Christine. And I'm Regina. Oh, I love hearing that. Being able to say, hi, I'm Christina, I'm Regina is so nice and uh, brings back such good memories and feelings. When I was like trying to figure out how to record again, that was actually the first clip that I recorded as like a test. I said, hey guys, and welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Regina. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so natural. It's actually the only thing I know how to say into a mic. (laughs) I hear that you have been watching Game of Thrones recently. (gasps) After years of fighting it, you caved? Uh, I mean, it's been 10 years, right? (laughs) It's been ages. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've resisted and resisted because I'm someone that does not do well with violence. I cannot, cannot. I just, I feel the stabbing. I feel the gunshot wounds. I just, (laughs) I can't, I get scared and it just hurts me deep in my soul. So Game of Thrones is so much violence. Yeah, it is a lot. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But it actually was Julia from JK Films who convinced me to watch. I mean, a lot of people have convinced me to watch it, but she was just like, Christine, you say that you like character development, you cannot not watch Game of Thrones then. So I was like, all right, I'll watch one episode. Just try one and see. Literally the first five minutes of episode one, I was like, oh my God, Jack, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't like, just stop it. I can't, I can't. And he's like, it's okay. It's <laughs> it's just been two minutes. It's like, that's the title sequence. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God. But I pushed through. I'm on season five now. Wow. And it's only been like, I think two weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I love binging. And after one of the episodes, I mean, the Red Wedding, I mm-hmm. told Jack, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I like, we have <laughs> to stop. We have to stop. And then my brother's girlfriend was like, Christine, just trust me, push through, push through. It gets better. So I've pushed through to season five and here I am in my journey. You seem like a <laughs> transformed woman. <laughs> <laughs> like you've you've drank the Kool-Aid and now you're into it. I love it. I really do. I have my favorite characters. I do love the character development and all of that. It's just it's so gruesome. I'm like, was that necessary? Was that? No, it wasn't. But I get why they do it. <laughs> For me, it's like, okay, so my relationship with Game of Thrones, like all the Game of Thrones fans are going to like cringe and all my Game of Thrones friends hate me whenever I say this. <laughs> but I believe I watched the first two seasons and it was just like so stressful and I'm the type of person who watches TV while doing things. And if you do that with Game of Thrones, oh, every single no, time I like look down, I look up, there's like 10 new characters, you know, five people have died. <laughs> there's a new king in town and like all these things. And I was like so constantly <laughs> confused. So like basically whatever episode I would watch, I'd have to go to the Wikipedia page afterwards and like read the synopsis and be like, okay, got it. And then move on to the next episode. So I did that for the first, I believe, two seasons. And then I just got so tired because it was like a lot of effort (laughs) that's basically me and my relationship with game of thrones what makes it worse though is that when i went to croatia like two years ago i actually went on two game of thrones tours oh my god (laughs) oh my god and did you even know what was happening um like vaguely (laughs) 
You're the worst. I truly, truly am the worst. You don't deserve. You don't deserve to watch the series finale because you didn't go through the extreme stress and roller coaster that each episode brings you on oh by watching the deaths. And to be honest, I don't watch the deaths. I'm the person that covers my eyes and I stare really intensely at Jack. And I'm like, just tell me what's happening. And he's like, just watch it. <laughs> he's stabbing yeah, her in the yeah. eye. And I'm like, oh my god, no, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I know it's just like they're just very high stress. I like to be a low stress person. <laughs> so on that note, talking about stressful journeys and stuff. Oh, that's a good transition! Wow, that might be one of our best yet. Oh my god, thank you. Today we'll be talking about things we wish we knew in college. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of stressful, let's talk about college. Let's talk about your early 20s and that experience of moving away from home if you did, meeting a whole new group of people, basically deciding the rest of your life and what you're going to study, the build up to college and what it meant to us, what were our experiences, what we wish that we knew while we were in it. And now that, well, I'm in my 30s, Regina is in her late 20s, we can really look back on it in hindsight and really dissect like, oh, what did we wish that we did and what did we learn from it that really helped build us up to where we are now? Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think that it's been six years since I graduated and 13 years since you graduated. College, yeah. Yep. Wild. I like think back and I only really think back on the fond memories. Of course, I remember how aggravating parking was. I hated that. <laughs> I hated choosing classes. Mm-hmm. I remember my first year, I was like, yay, I'm only going to have Monday through Thursday classes and no Friday, right? And have a longer weekend. But that meant I had to choose like 8 a.m. classes mm-hmm. and I didn't really yeah. think it was that big of a deal until I had to wake up for it. And I was like, oh my God. I don't know how I did it because honestly, when I had my 8 a.m. class, I mean, in college, I am pretty sure I showed up to maybe half the class. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how was your college like? I've like touched on this subject before, but it was just like totally not what I expected and like not what other people had prepared me for, I guess. What did you think college was going to be like? I thought it was going to be fun. Like you had... Not to say that it wasn't like I do have really fond memories. Like I think that all of like the negative memories have fizzled out. But I do remember when I was in college, I was just like, you know, again, with the movies, these damn movies that lied to me my whole life. (laughs) They told me that it was going to be fun. I was going to go to parties and make so many friends, like lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. It was going to be like new experiences that I hadn't ever had before. I think that I just had this like very, again, dreamy vision of what college was going to be. Right. None of that actually involved the studying and the test taking (laughs) or the paper writing. So to me, I was like... All the things you have to do to stay in college. Exactly. I had no idea how to stay in college. I just knew that it was going to be fun. (laughs) As I've mentioned in the past, I went to a private Christian school that was like 80% white, which was very drastically different than Arcadia, which was like 80, 85% Asian. The school was super conservative. We had a curfew. I had to go to chapel three times a week. And it was just totally not what I had envisioned for myself as my college experience. Did you know this going in like when you chose that college? Um, yes and no. Like, I think I was aware of it. But then to actually like go through it, I think was like another thing. I think that's the type of person I am where I'll hear something and I'll be like, oh, that's fine. And then I go through it. And I'm like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they were right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, while my other friends are all going through more like 
normal college experiences and going to like parties and living in co-ed dorms. Something that simple, I like envied so much. I think that because it didn't fit into my idea of what college was supposed to be, I spent most of my time like hating it and trying to escape it. Whenever I could through work or visiting my friend's school, I did it. I literally tried to spend as little time on campus as possible. And I think that that really affected what college meant to me because the college that I went to was also like close by. So I was still kind of in the area that I grew up in. So it didn't feel like a brand new city, but it did feel like a completely brand new environment that I wasn't blending into. And then therefore I was running away from. Mm -hmm. So a place that you thought you're going to make lifelong friends and all these great memories you ended up wanting to escape from. Yeah. And I think that was really hard for me to deal with. Recently, I was asked if I ever regretted going there. I can confidently say now that I don't because it shaped me into the person that I am today. I did end up finding like my people there, but that took a lot of work. If you had asked me if I enjoyed it while I was there, I don't think I would have given you that same answer. Mm. But again, you know, I do believe it gave me all the opportunities that I have today. I was able to find friends through the BS. The most important thing for me is that it really challenged me growing up in a community where you are the majority. You never really question your beliefs or your actions or your behaviors because a lot of other people understand it as well. And they're probably going through the same thing. But when you're placed in an environment where you're just so drastically different from everyone else, you start to question yourself. And then it started to challenge me to fight for what I believed in when people were like, oh, we all believe in A. Mm. And then I believed in B. Why did I believe in B? How did I believe in B? Why was B so different from A? Like who's right? Who's wrong? I think that those are all things that I never really had to think of growing up, but It was like being shoved in my face when I was in college. Mm. So what would you say was the changing point from when you were escaping and wanting to get away from college to you finding your people and embracing the college experience for what it was, not what you wanted it to be? Looking back now, I know that I could have been way more open Even though I say that everybody thought like a certain way, obviously that wasn't true, right? Like there were people who were open to talking about religion without being like, hey, come to this Bible study with me. I had to learn to not be so defensive and really opening myself up to being like, oh, hey, cool. Like they have an opinion that's different from mine and that's okay. Mm. Like I don't need to change their mind. They don't need to change my mind. Like we can get along in this world in spite of that. What a good lesson for today's social (laughs) environment, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that's the thing too, right? Like when you're so pitted against each other. And the thing is like, I wasn't even in that scenario where we were pitted against each other. I had, again, built that up in my head where I was just like, ah, whatever they say, I must defend. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like before they even like, yeah, that might not even have been what their intentions were, but I just had an automatic like rejection. I could see how for you going into college and experiencing it for the first year and you're like, this isn't what I expected, you know? So you built a defense mechanism to protect yourself. And through that, you created like a filter of how you saw those people, how you saw college and how you interpreted a lot of those experiences that were happening. Even if they were and weren't true, that was just how you were processing it in your head. And therefore it added to you feeling jaded and feeling like you didn't belong and 
the more that you were caught up in this mentality, the more that you rejected everyone and everything there. Yeah. And really try to carve out your own experience somewhere else. I remember you saying that you went to your friends' colleges, mm-hmm. like went to UCLA A and lot. then went to their parties. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like so craving that experience. I think that they accepted me, but at the end of the day, like that still wasn't my school and those weren't my people. Right. At the end of the day, I kind of felt like an outsider, like just drifting throughout college. And it took me a while to find my footing. So what did you like about college? Oh, <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about college was like the conversations that I would have with people, people who were so devoutly Christian. Having a talk with them about religion was absolutely fascinating to me because there were some people who were very close minded and you'll obviously find those people very easily. But there are also the people who are very open. I had a lot of really good mind opening talks that even though I didn't necessarily go through them myself, I could see why that affected them so much. One of my roommates' senior year, she was a missionary kid from Nigeria. That was a completely different upbringing than my very comfortable and safe little neighborhood in Southern California. And I just remember having so many conversations with her about culture, about her assimilating to American culture, which is weird because she's white. So when people look at her, they'd be like, oh, obviously the Asian one. She's the one who's who's foreign here. For my roommate, it was such a different experience being here in America. Meeting her friends and hearing their beliefs and everything. I cherish that so much because when I was growing up, everybody did act and think like me. So to be placed in an environment where people thought so differently, but still wanted to have those conversations with me, I learned and grew a lot from that. Right. I also really love that about college where you get exposed to so many different kinds of people with different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And it really takes you out of the bubble wherever you grew up in, unless you were someone that moved around a lot during your childhood. For the most part, you grow up in the same type of environment and you're accustomed to what that was. And then when you Mm -hmm. move away or you go to college, you know, people are starting to form their own thoughts and become adults in their own right. Mm -hmm. And you get to carve out your own opinions and formulate that for yourself kind of for the first time, at least for me. Mm -hmm. And you get to intake other people's experiences that you were never exposed to. For me, it really opened my eyes then I was like, wow, what I thought I knew and what I thought was truth, because like Regina said, everyone around me all said and did the same things. That's not the absolute truth. There's so many other experiences and truths and other people's realities that coexist at the same time. So then you start to question, Mm -hmm. so what is truth? You know, what what is real Mm -hmm. to me and what do I believe? Because this person that I met in college and Mm -hmm. formed a really close connection and bond with shares a whole different outlook on something that I had an opposite thought process about. I may not fully understand it. I didn't live it, but then I believe them. So what does that mean? So yeah, I I really, really enjoy that aspect in college because you meet so many new people at one time versus, you know, you growing up in the same place, you're kind of exposed to the same people. Yeah. But when you're in college, it's like, wow. And then after college, you know, after you get a job and stuff, you don't really meet that many new people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's harder to meet new people. Yeah, it's hard. It's definitely hard. What was college like for you? Oh my God. It was like the exact 
opposite of your experience. <laughs> as, as is most people's experience. <laughs> no, there's actually a lot of people that hated college for sure. Yeah. And there's so many different ways that you can experience college because some people go to a community college, yeah. they live at home, you know, or they move really far away and they miss home a lot. Mm-hmm. So I went into college wanting to make a new start. That was my agenda. That was my intention. High school for me was awful in many ways. I really just wanted a fresh start. So I went into to college with that excitement and like oh I get to meet a whole new group of people that I didn't grow up with that I didn't know since kindergarten and they don't know anything about me so that's why I chose Cal State Long Beach Long Beach ended up just feeling right and I'm so glad I went with it and it was far enough that I could live on campus for my first year and then after that I continued to find apartments Mm -hmm. and live away from home Mm -hmm. which I am so glad that I did I know there's a lot of reasons where people don't move because of a lot of it's Mm -hmm. like financial constraints but if you can I definitely would recommend that just because it's a good time to experience independence in that way where you don't really have adult financial responsibilities yet as you don't have a mortgage to pay you don't have like to pay for a kid or you know it's a good time for you to just like okay I have to pay for rent I get to experience college for what it is and get to really live and be in that world so moving out was a really big part of that experience I actually hated my freshman year and I fought with my dorm roommate a lot oh my gosh yeah it was bad we were yelling at each other at one point it was that bad and at the end we ended up being really good friends (laughs) which is (laughs) you know but like you said it all stemmed from my own perception I was like I don't think she likes me and then she thought I didn't like her and it also it challenges you to live with somebody a complete stranger which in itself is an experience right oh man yeah that's like totally reminding me of my roommate experiences the only year that I actually truly enjoyed my roommate situation was my senior year. So boy, (laughs) let me tell you, living with people that you don't know, it is an experience. (laughs) It is. It's definitely a challenge and just people's different living habits, even your own that bother them that you thought weren't a big deal. You know, you're like, oh, I take a shower at night and they're like, oh, but you know, I like to sleep at like 6 (laughs) p.m. And then when you shower at like 9 and blow dry your hair, you know, so all these things you're just like, oh my God, how do I (laughs) live with this person and make it work yeah but from that I mean same as you after I moved out of the dorms I moved in an apartment with two other girls and that was the last time I ever lived with roommates other than Jack mm. so after that I've only lived alone and I realized I like living alone mm-hmm. and having my own time and doing things your way yeah exactly yeah so yeah that experience I don't think you can get anywhere else and that's kind of what I go into every experience with whether it's college whether it's getting a new job whether it's joining some Mm -hmm. I'm always like, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to maximize this experience for everything that it is, because I may not ever get this chance ever again. And at this point in my life. Yeah. So that's what I took college as. Yeah. So that really brings me to join a club, join something, get out there. I can't stress that enough because I know it could be scary and you're just like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> but that's where you actually meet a lot of lifelong friends that you never thought that you would. And that connection where you thought was awkward and meeting strangers and putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, you really can connect with someone that might end up being your groomsman or maid of honor at your wedding. Like, honestly. Yeah, that was the one thing that I wish that I had done, which was like take college less seriously and 
When I say take college less seriously, I'm not like, oh, you know, just forget about your papers and exams and stuff like that. But it's like college is a trial period. Yeah. You can try so much without really facing any major consequences. So try as much as you can. I think that is something that I wish I had done more of, which was like explore things that I had interest in rather than just being so absolutely like against the school. Who cares what school you're in? That really doesn't matter. And I can guarantee you the minute you graduate, nobody cares where you came from. But you joining that club or going to that random event, that's all for you. Yes. You will realize like, oh, hey, the circumstances may have been not in my favor, but hey, I really like this thing. So I tried it. I say this all the time. Like my senior year, I needed, I think like three or four extra credits in order to graduate on time. So I took a theater class. And I think that that theater class was like the best thing that I ever did in college because I had so much fun exploring a new skill. I gained such a new appreciation for the art. It was challenging. It was uncomfortable because I was terrible at improv, but it's still one of like my favorite memories of college because I just put myself out there and tried and I had no comfort zone of being like, oh, hey, I'm taking this class with so-and-so. Like I literally walked in that class and I was like, I've never seen these people before in my entire life. But it was so much fun. Like it was so, so much fun. Yes, I can agree with you more about that, where not taking college as seriously as in, I'm only here to study. I'm here to like graduate on time in four years and know my major and all of that. Honestly, your major isn't that big of a deal. I'm sure you guys have all heard that most people are not doing what they studied. It's just like your life happens, you pivot. Your major is not going to determine the rest of your life. And it shouldn't because at that age, you shouldn't know what you want to do. You know, and if you do, good for you. Honestly, good for you. But college to me was really about exploring. Mm -hmm. I was a business major, but similar to Regina, I advocated to take a photography class, which actually wasn't open to Mm non-photography. free majors but I really had to petition and fight for me to take this class because I was like I'm interested in that and I really think going into your classes and approaching let's say the studying aspects of college and what do I want to learn what really interests me and what do I think interests me and you find out that doesn't interest you Mm -hmm. that's okay those are all good clues and like It's okay to pivot. It really is. Those are valuable lessons. You know, when you're in college, you're going to have to pay the tuition anyway. Yeah. (laughs) And like, these are classes you're going to have to complete anyway. So like, why not do it in something that you're genuinely interested in rather than taking, you know, another gen ed that you're kind of like, eh, it's an easy A or whatever. Exactly. You know, like I've had friends who took classes about like gangs, like mobster gangs. That's so cool. (laughs) And like, I've had friends who took classes in architecture architecture. It's just like, there's such random classes, but like whether or not you like it, that is a lesson learned in itself. I took a class on archaeology and I hated it. I thought I would <laughs> exactly. love it because I loved archaeology. I love Indiana Jones and like, you know, just, and Ross Geller. Yeah, just digging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dinosaur bones, just that whole experience. I thought I would really love it. And then I was like, oh my God, this is so boring and tedious. Yeah. You're like digging and you're like, this yeah. Sucks. I also thought that I would like psychology, but I really realized it's really boring to me. <laughs> 
I had the opposite. I was a psych major and I took a psych class and I was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> yeah, see, you never know. So you yeah. just give yourself that chance. Even if your college says, oh, the rules are this, you can't. Still try and fight for it. Like, yeah. just so you're like, you know, I've always been interested in graphic design. There's this one class that's offered, but it says I have to be a major. Just go find out, really. There are ways around that. It really is for about sure. taking classes. Like Regina said, you're paying mm-hmm. for it. So you might as well try your best to figure out, okay, at this point, you being in college is for you to actually learn, at least text-wise, <laughs> like what it would be like, yeah. you know, and gives you some insight into that world. And it can give you clues as to like, oh, do I want to get a job here? Do I want to get an internship? Do I resonate with what I'm learning? You never know, especially <laughs> being 18. There's a lot of stuff you're not exposed to. Yeah. And like being 18 and having to seemingly decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. It's not practical. It's not realistic. It's not practical. I think the thing that I would really like to hear, and I'm sure that people probably said this to me, but I just didn't listen. It's going to be okay. It will. (laughs) It will be okay. And I think that that's the beauty of college. Like you can mess up a little bit or a lot. You can, yeah. You will be okay. And I think that that is something that is just not stressed enough. And that kind of leads into like the next advice that I have, like be bold, be bold. If there's something you want, go for it. And this might also tie back into like what we talked about in our previous episode, my need for perfection and planning and wanting everything to be exactly how I envisioned it. There were so many things that I wish I had done better or more of. And it was just because I was afraid to take the steps in that direction because I was afraid of hearing no. I was afraid of being rejected. I was afraid that I wouldn't be good at it. And then that made me scared. Right. And you actually do yourself a disservice in that you could have experienced something unforgettable or something that could have taught you a lot. Mm -hmm. But by not making the choice to do it, you'll never get that experience back. You know, so going back to what you said about it's just like, it's okay, just try it. It's not that big of a deal. If you learn that you hate it, that's okay. You're not good at it. That's okay. That's an answer. Mm -hmm. My next thing is get a job, get internships, Mm -hmm. get unpaid internships. I don't know how many people I've talked to even myself, I had an unpaid internship. And afterwards, I was like, I can't do this anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. But honestly, do not put so much weight on yourself on like, no, I have to get paid for what I'm worth. Yeah, I'm not paying to go to college to get an unpaid internship. Honestly, ground yourself, humble yourself. You haven't had any real job career experience. So one of the best ways to learn and get access into a world or a company that you might never get otherwise is to get an unpaid internship. Oh, for sure. I think that one of the things that I noticed was like when I was in New York, like a lot of people, because New York is such a big city and there's so many big companies like around, like if you went to school around that area, you're just very close to those companies. So like most people have done internships at those large companies and gotten that on their resume. And regardless of whether they liked it or not, like it was something to put on their resume, something to be proud of and something to be able to like tote around. For me, I had one major job that kind of carried me through college. But looking back now, like I do wish that I had been more open-minded to trying other things. Like I think it was a great experience and that's how Christine and I met. I did have spare time and I could have tried other things that were a little more outside of my comfort zone, like applying for, I don't know, an internship at Disney, which I think you did, or you had an internship at DreamWorks, I think. Both. Both. Yeah. And I had a job at Disney. I had three jobs at college full-time classes at one point. Wow. 
That's crazy. And that was because I wanted to still live outside and live by myself. And my dad was like, welcome to be an adult. I'm not paying for you anymore. Oh, my God. So (laughs) I was like, no, I love being on my own too much. Yeah. So I did what it took. And to be honest, it was really, really hard. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Especially having a social life with the two. And I was pledging for a business fraternity. But all of that added to the whole experience. When I think back on it, yes, it was hard. But I also so glad that I did it and maximized myself to that degree because I really learned what my limits were and what my potential was Mm -hmm. and stretching myself and I really made some like my friends in college I love them so much I got really close with like my Mm -hmm. pledge bros honestly looking back now there is a connection from what I ended up doing now and from what I learned and experienced in college so there is a thread of something that I noticed that spoke to my soul even starting from college when I pledged for the business fraternity and was pledge president I learned how to really lead a group of people a group of strangers and to find that common goal and really to be passionate about something even as seemingly superficial as pledging for a business fraternity but it really tested my limits physically and mentally and we also planned a lot of events and that's when it really clicked with me that I really like planning events and Mm. doing that with a group of people that I really connected with Mm -hmm. so that led me to really resonating with my unpaid internship at DreamWorks Animation and that was planning red carpet events from that it took Mm -hmm. me to like hey you know what I want to do more events in my life so I became a wedding assistant Mm. then a wedding planner an event planner for the Asian American community which led me to Wong Fu Productions and from Wong Fu Productions, I realized what it really meant and cemented the fact that I really liked making something with a group of people. And it really, at the end, didn't matter what I was making, whether it was planning an event or making a short film or a movie, it was making something, creating content was Mm -hmm. what I realized. And then the connection with people. So I brought the family aspect of my pledge bros to every experience and group of people that I've met and encompassed to where I am now in life coaching, where I realized I love connecting with people. I love having that candid conversation and creating things that we can all connect with, with one another. So that really stemmed from the college experience and giving myself that chance to learn from other people, learn from experiences and testing myself. Yeah. And also, this is what I always say and people always laugh at me or they're like, don't say that. And I've said this before. I know on our podcast, going back to don't take it so seriously, ditch, have fun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I am also (laughs) guilty of ditching and perhaps going to Disneyland instead of going to class. And isn't that like the memory that you remember and you're like, oh, that was fun. I mean, obviously, we do not condone like ditching to the point of like dropping out (laughs) of school. But like, hey, if one day your night class interferes with plans, I feel like that's a solid enough reason to skip a class or two. Yeah, Enjoy life. Enjoy it. You know, don't take it so seriously. For sure. And kind of going off of what Christine was saying about like how the dots connect afterwards. When you're going through it, I know that most of my friends, we started with one major and graduated with another. And like, I know that when you're in college, that seems like such a drastic thing, but like, that's okay. To transition that way is totally fine. You learn something from each of the majors, even though you may have only graduated with a degree in one of them, it becomes part of your story, part of your experience. And I remember one thing Christine told me was like, 
there's only one person who has your parents, your college experience, your high school experience, your friends who have done all the things that you have done. There's only one person. I don't know. That made me feel so special and unique. And I think that if you bring that into your college experience and you think about it that way, you're kind of like, oh, wow. For me personally, I started off as a nursing major and I graduated as a psychology major. And I don't think I would have ever applied to school as a psychology major right off the bat. That was something that took time and took patience for me to try and figure out. Once I found my footing, even within psychology, I realized I'm not super into the path of like clinical psych and like talking to people about their problems because I think I just get way too emotionally invested myself. From that, I learned like I love thinking about the way that people work and thinking about the way that people think and how people can work together. That's what led me to get my master's in business management, which was like understanding people. Even though psychology and business, like it's seemingly not super connected, I was able to turn those two majors into my own and then take those skills and say like, hey, I have a passion for media and entertainment and then draw those skills into my interests and passions. But if you had told me this like 10 years ago when I was about to graduate high school and going into college, I would have been like, you're crazy. I need to go in with whatever major I'm going to graduate with. Right. And that's just simply not the case. It really isn't. And I think those are all the things that growing up, up until high school, you're told this. It's like you're told SATs and extracurricular and all the things to get into college, finally getting into college. And then college is the start of the rest of your life. No one tells you what to do in college. They only tell you how to get into it. And then when you get there, you're like, great. Now what? Yeah. (laughs) Study, graduate, and be ready to become a doctor, lawyer, pharmacist. It's like, you know, I think being Asian, because our parents didn't go through college, they didn't really, at least my parents didn't go to college here. They didn't really know what to expect. And they only just Mm -hmm. knew, yeah, getting up to that point get into a good, respectable college. Yeah. Thus begins the rest of your life and your career. Yeah. It's a cultural thing too, because like they just don't know. Like try explaining to your parents what fraternities and sororities are. I can bet you that they're like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Why would you want to join something like this? My parents didn't even understand like prom and dances. They're like, why would you want it? What? What are you guys doing? Yeah, exactly. So like if your parents are not as on board with all the things that you're excited about, like that's also okay. Because once you find your footing and you find something that you really do enjoy and do believe in and want to fight for, your parents will see that and they'll support you. So will your friends. That's why it's okay to just try a bunch of different things because eventually after knocking on a bunch of doors, at least somebody will open their door. And really college and becoming an adult is the first step in standing up for yourself and advocating for yourself and really understanding that you have a choice. You always have a choice. Yeah, It may not seem like it, but you do. So whatever you make of it, life is you get whatever you put in honestly and college is the best mm-hmm. way to start that mm-hmm. if you haven't done so already I learned that during yeah. college I wish I knew that earlier but you know college was a great place to start that so if you want to get a high education and all you want to do is study and get good grades and graduate top of your class then you'll do that you'll get your college experience from that but if you want to make lifelong friends you'll get that too if you want to get more answers on what you should pursue in life and what resonates with you you'll get that so just keep that in mind whatever you put in is whatever you 
you get out. And that mm-hmm. holds true in whatever you experience in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think that college is a time for you to fully embrace who you are outside of your family, outside of friends that you have grown comfortable with throughout your childhood. It's really a time for you to explore yourself. And so take advantage of that time. Be selfish with your time. Be bold. And college is a great time. I think that I spent so much time in denial, I didn't get to appreciate that. So that may be the one thing I regret about it. But overall, I do look back at college and I am quite pleased with the way that things panned out. And I hope you guys, whether you guys are in it, about to go in it or already done with it, like (laughs) (laughs) I hope you can reflect on your time in college and think this was a great time. I will say that like everybody used to always say like, oh my God, college is the best years of your life. And I remember thinking very specifically like, oh my God, if these are the best years of my life, like (laughs) damn, this sucks. (laughs) But I don't think that college are the best years of your life, but I do think that they are a pretty great part of your life. So enjoy it and appreciate it. Actually, when you say that, I'm like, I don't think any part of my life thus far, I would, from this point, has been the best. But whatever I'm experiencing is the best time of my life. Yeah. And then when that chapter closes, I'm not reminiscing on, oh man, I wish that life would be as great as that time. It's yeah. like, no, I understood that that was at that point. And I'm also a different person through each experience. So that's why it's so important to maximize your time and live your life to the fullest yeah. with each moment that you're given. I cannot stress that enough. And that's when you're going to accumulate all these great learning lessons and stepping into your purpose mm-hmm. as much as you can in every moment that you're given. That really does humble you and you go into it not expecting to be treated a certain way or given a certain experience. You go into it with your head held high in who you know you are, but also excited and humbled to start whatever that new chapter is going to be given to you at that time because it's really going to unlock a lot of great people, a lot of great moments and can actually be the start of a chain of events that you never thought would come your way, but actually was always meant for you. So how exciting is that to go into an experience? Yeah. I mean, like as long as you continue to maintain that mentality, just step by step throughout your life, it gives a new meaning to the very cliche phrase, the best is yet to come. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I love cliche sayings. (laughs) Well, I hope that this conversation was helpful for you. Despite where you are in the process, whether you're about to go to college, in college or post-college, I hope that you can either be excited for college, enjoy college or reflect fondly upon it. Or just take what we've also said and apply that to your life now. Yeah. It doesn't have to be through college that you're excited to experience new things, meet new people. Don't be afraid of perfection, like have analysis paralysis. (laughs) Be bold, like Regina said. Don't take it too seriously. Enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. Ditch. (laughs) You know, experience. (laughs) Push your limits. Be humble. Work hard. Life is an adventure. Cliche saying number two of the episode. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. It would mean the absolute world to us if you could go on iTunes and rate and review. It makes us so happy to hear your feedback about the podcast and really helps us connect with you guys because I know that college is just like a big topic that you guys always ask us about. So yeah, here we are talking about it. (laughs) If you guys are ever curious to know what we're up to throughout the week, our social medias will be linked in the description below and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.